Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour nothing but NRL talk. And for a special Sunday recording, a bit earlier Sunday. Uh, than usual. Oh, Sunday, nice. Monday. I don't even know what's going on, mate. Long weekend. How good is a long weekend? <laughs> You've got to love one. Uh, We've got... I've all been on the beers. What day it is? Mate, I have no idea what's going on. But Mr. Gossip, he joins us. Mate, how's your long weekend been? <laughs> Terrific. Especially after that Panthers win. Two tries in two minutes. You don't see that often. Absolutely fantastic. So, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm buzzing. No complaints there. Before we get ripping into the gossip, and obviously we've got a shorter round coming up this week that's origin affected, we need to talk about that exactly, and that is state of origin, New South Wales. Uh, they haven't named their team yet, but basically we know that it's going to be 1-17 to unless anyone is omitted. Uh, and I'm hearing this time into camp, they're going to be taking Ryan James in as a shadow player. So I don't think there's any surprises or much discussion needed for New South Wales and what they're going to be doing in game two. But Queensland... On the other hand, they've named uh, their squad today and they've got a fair few changes. So, Corey Oates, Justin O'Neill, Anthony Milford, Nate Miles, Sam Thiday, Aidan Guerra and Jacob Lilliman are all out of the side. Billy Slater has returned at fullback, pushing Boyd to the wing with Holmes, who has taken Oates' spot. Gagai has moved into the centres with Chambers. Jonathan Thurston returns at six to partner Cronk. Jared Wallace, pending uh, possible suspension, is starting front row with Josh Papali. Smith at nine, and Gavin Cooper brought in to play alongside his teammate, Jonathan Thurston, on one edge. Gillette is on the other. Maguire at lock. Michael Morgan on the bench. Dylan Napa on the bench. Cohen Hess on debut. And Tim Glasby from Melbourne on debut. There's no 18th man that's been included here, so not too sure whether Sam Thiday or Aiden Guerra is possibly filling that role. But, mate, uh, they've, they've thrown out the baby with the bathwater, that's for sure. They have. I, I thought Kevin Munster was named 18th man. I'm not too sure, but um, yeah. But yeah, look for debutants for, for Queensland. What a different side. I think a much better looking side. Um, but yeah, there goes the uh, pick and stick theory that uh, Queensland have had for ages. It's uh, completely completely flipped it around. Well, the one that's really surprised me, and I'm a Melbourne fan. Uh, I think Tim Glasby's a solid first grader, but the fact he's been picked before Felice, who I thought's been a lot better this year for Melbourne and scored another double. Uh, on the weekend. That really surprised me that Felice Cafusi couldn't get a run. Um, obviously, they're, they're a fan of Glasby, and maybe he's playing with a bit more of a tight role, more so than the edge, but I think Felice can play the tight role as well. So uh, that's probably the one that got me a little bit. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. Bit of a weird one. Yeah. Oh, well, all right. If that's all we've got to talk about on Origin, no, I, honestly, I, don't, I don't really care about their side to be You sure. don't really care? No. Oh, well, to be honest, uh, Jonathan Thurston's probably the biggest difference. He brings points back, but at the same time, the changes that have been made in the forward pack, they need to do a better job to be able to compete full stop. It's a better side. It is a better side. Uh, I'll have to agree with that. But if they can't be... Well, if, if Munster's named as 18th man, you've got Morgan. You can't... You, that means 
Glasby at start, or sorry, Napa at start, wouldn't he, based on the side you've got there? No, they got Wallace, Papali. Is that the side? That is the side. Yeah. So the side so is... So Wallace, Papali, so you'd have Napa starting then. He'd have to come in for Wallace, if Wallace is suspended, is what I'm if saying. If Wallace is suspended. So, but you wouldn't have... You wouldn't have Munster coming in. You wouldn't have Munster coming in, that's my point. What I was so, saying, Stide or Guerra would probably... Yeah, but would you have them? Well, who else are you going to pick? Kafusi. Well, I'd pick Kafusi, but they've picked Glasby, so I'm not too sure what the thought process is. Yeah, but is. my point is have Glasby and Kafusi. Uh, unless Lilliman gets a run back in because he's a tight no, player. No, no, no. But, no. no, they'd have to put... I'd be putting Kafusi in as well as Glasby. That's that's my point. I'd, I'd, I don't mind they've moved on from Guerra and Thide. Um, but if they are, I, I don't want to bring them back in after you've dropped them. No. Well, you'd like to think that won't be the case, but if the 18th man is Munster, we'll have to see what happens if... Wallace is suspended, but moving on from that, mate, what's cooking in the gossip bag? Mate, finally some good news for Knights fans. It was already announced, I believe, yesterday the day before that Aiden Guerra signed a three-year deal with the Knights, $1.6 million. But it doesn't stop there. The Knights are also after Connor Watson, Kyle Lovett, and they're still after Aiden Tolman. I thought he was already signed by the Bulldogs, but um, anything can happen these days. But, uh, yeah, big signing for the Knights in Aiden Guerra. Yeah, well, it's about time they got something uh, over the line. I hear a few people aren't too happy with it, but when you're talking about some of the money that's been thrown around uh, for some blokes on the open market, considering he's played for Australia and he's played for his state, I think the money's not such a big factor. I think your main issue is last year when the Roosters struggled and they looked to somebody like him to help those young kids, he was one of the guys that was quite vocal in the media that they need to grow up and uh, wasn't too helpful. So I'm hoping that he's bringing a better attitude to that culture in Newcastle because he's going to need to be fairly patient. It's a big difference moving from the Roosters to the Knights. Mm, I think it's as simple as the Roosters didn't want him, really, did they? You know, they didn't want to pay no, the big they're not cash going to be for paying him. him. Uh, they've got a couple of good young back rowers coming through. Uh, in terms of Connor Watson, it's a strange one. I mean, he's been solid for the Roosters, and as we said, I think last week or the week before, he's probably not going to get a, a crack at any starting position in the foreseeable future. So it makes sense for him to go somewhere like Newcastle to to prove himself as a first-grade player. And if they could get Tolman, that'd be great. They're, they're all, those three are all going to be starting 17 players for Newcastle. So it's going to improve their side overall. You know, I don't think it's going to improve it enough to really get them out of the bottom four, though. So okay. they've still got a little bit of work to do, but you've got to start somewhere. And, you know, those three is a good start for Newcastle, particularly when it's been a tough sort of six to eight weeks when they haven't really been able to sign anyone. Yeah, and everyone's kind of used them as leverage. Yeah. Everyone's gone there, got a price, and then gone back to other clubs and tried to top their deal up. So, uh, you know, what they say, once you get one, usually a few more follow. I, I really hope they get somebody like an Aiden Tolman in, and obviously the, James Graham's the one that's been mentioned before. People like that, very good for club, very good for culture. So, fingers crossed, more positives to come for the Knights fans. Yep. Um, Luke Lewis, boys, we mentioned him last week, and where will he end up? Uh, the mail I'm getting is he'll either be at the Roosters or the Sharks. Sharks aren't keen to get in a massive bidding war with them. But, uh, yeah, it would be interesting to finish off his career uh, at the Roosters. Well, imagine that. That's uh, that's a pretty fair move. Um, you'd have to think the possibility of him starting may not be there, but off the bench, the kind of player he is, he can play tight, he can play an edge. And I think me and Brock were talking about the other day, I think he's possibly one of the best effort players in the comp if you want to talk about kick-chase kick pressure, just pushing up. And then the other night, that loose ball he picked up and he beat a couple of blokes from Melbourne to score that try. Um, no matter how much older he's got, he's, he's still got plenty of fire in the belly. And I still think he's rep quality, to be honest, considering he's 34, 35. Yeah, well, that's what we were saying the other day. Yeah. You could easily slot him into origin. Just the way he's been playing, he's been playing phenomenal footy. And if you look at it, we've just spoken about Aiden Guerra. 
Who would you rather at the moment if you're the Roosters, Guerra or Lewis on current form? Well, if you can get him for half or less, which they probably could. That's um, what I'm saying. Yeah, so Luke Lewis is pretty handy for a year. It's a good upgrade. Yeah, for sure. All right, boys, Tigers. I get a lot of messages through the week from Tigers fans wanting to know who they're getting. Um, not a lot. Uh, Curtis Rayner is about the only one that should be confirmed this week. Interesting signing for the Tigers. Curtis Rayner. That's good, getting him back from Rugby Union. I thought he was outstanding in a Bulldog side that... Honestly, we haven't been a fan of for the last couple of seasons, but the one thing I'm trying to figure out here, they must be completely wiping out their backline stocks, the Tigers, because they've made a lot of signings in the centre wing positions and fullbacks. So um, I don't know where they all fit, especially if Tui's going to be pushing to fullback next year. You know, Mahe Fanua, Corey Thompson, Naguama's still there, um, Moses Sully's obviously signed up, David Nofaluma. So to bring Rona into the, the fold, they're going to have some good backline depth, I guess, but. I don't really want to spend a whole lot of money on outside backs if I'm not going to play all of them, that's for sure. No, it just seems like they're just trying to... They're similar to Newcastle, and they're just trying to bolster their overall depth, I think. I think Rona is a great signing, though. Good signing. He was one of the better outside backs in the competition before he left, so I think getting him in possibly as a centre, not so much a winger in that side, would be a good move. Partner up with Suli, and you can obviously have... Your fullback is Tui Lola here, and they've got Naguama to have make a decision on Nofaluma. So uh, if they can get Rona, I think that's a pretty good buy. Hmm. Yeah, Another one that wants to come back is Korobiti. Korobiti, oh. I'm hearing, could be linking up with the Rabbits. That would oh. be a good signing for them. No, Marika, Marika, Marika. <laughs> come back to the <laughs> Storm. Come back to the Storm, please. <laughs> I know we've got Ado Car, and we've obviously got... Uh, Sully on the other on the other edge as well, but Marika, what are you doing, son? I absolutely loved Marika, massive man crush, and nothing would kill me more than to see him come back so quickly. But to the Rabbitohs, no, no. Yeah, I, I don't know much about rugby boys, but um, they they are dropping a side. I don't know if that's been confirmed yet, but if it is the Melbourne Rebels, then he's got to go somewhere. I'm hearing it's probably Western Force that goes. Yeah, well, that's the one that's been touted, isn't it? But that's a very quick turnaround. That's less than 12 months for Corribedi. It could be heading back. So how things have changed quickly in the rugby setup. Obviously, they're going to have money issues. There's a couple of clubs getting gone. Uh, a fair bit's changing in that landscape. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, fourth-tier sport now, rugby. Mm. All right, boys. SK, a quick one here, SKD. He looks like he's off to Salford. Um, and also something that should be announced tomorrow... Uh, blockhead, I don't know whether you're happy with this, but uh, Carl Lawton about to sign a new three-year deal with the Titans. Mm, fair enough. Well, Carl Lawton, uh, I think he's been solid without being outstanding, but at the same time, look at the injuries they've had. The depth there, it's not exactly too strong. And then you look at the players uh, that they've got currently. Nathan Peets is obviously going to get signed up. They had a couple of the hookers last year, like Mosley. And uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, about the other bloke who used to play at the Sharks. He's playing cup up there, but um, he's been pretty good without being outstanding wise in grade, but he's only a year out of playing in the under-20 setup. So uh, depending on price, it's a good buy, but three years is a pretty long deal for somebody who hasn't really proven a heck of a lot yet. Yeah, that's it tonight, boys. That's all the gossip. All righty. No worries. Moving on from the gossip champion, the tips. Obviously, while we're recording this now, the Dragons and Bulldogs game has not been played yet, but currently, uh, before we move into things, Brock, he is seven from seven. So if the Dragons win, he gets a perfect round. I'm six from seven. I got the Sharkies wrong, so Dragons win. I get seven. Uh, You've got the Titans and the Eels wrong, and you tip the Dogs. So depending on that game, 
you could end up on five or you could end up on six. So, uh, Reynolds is out too. So. Oh, that's great for us. Not looking too good for your side of the fence, unfortunately. But no. uh, We're both on 61. You're on 68. There will be a little bit of change. But short and round this week, origin affected. Uh, how things stack up. The first game is Friday night. It is Souths versus the Titans. Obviously, you've got Nathan Peets there, Wallace, Haynes, so a couple missing. Souths are untouched, so uh, I think they showed a bit of fight on Friday. I'm going to be tipping Souths. Yeah, Souths. It's tough, but uh, I'll, I'll stick with them. Who are they going to lose? No one, really. Nobody. Yeah, so. And the Titans are struggling. Yeah, it is. It's a to pick them again for some God knows reason, but uh, yeah, go the bunnies. Go the bunnies. And with WilliamHill.com, they're $1.50. The Titans, two sixty. Minus six is a line. One to twelve for South, three dollars, three seventy-five. The Titans, thirteen plus for South, two eighty. Seven dollars with the Titans for WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. Game two, one that shouldn't be played at this time of the year, and it is my absolute pet hate. You've got the Melbourne Storm versus the Cowboys. Uh, Melbourne obviously lose the big three. Will Chambers is not there. Jordan McLean's fractured his eye socket, and Chase Blair had ankle surgery, so they've lost six players mm. for this week's game. North Queensland lose both the halves, Hess, Cooper, and they've obviously got their own injuries. Matt's got a couple other blokes, so what should be a cracker game is being played at the wrong time of the year. Uh, I found this very hard to pick, but when I looked at it, Melbourne's going to have to bring in Munster to fullback. Jax is going to have to play with Croft and the halves. Smith's going to have to play nine. With Chambers and Blair, they need two new centres. Uh, and McLean being out hurts as well. So looking at the Cowboys, I know they have to replace both the halves, but you can push Coot in there with Laybutt or Ray Thompson. You bring Ponger in. I think there's a bit more stability there, so I'm going to stick with the Cowboys. Yeah, I'll tip the Cowboys, but reasons outlined. They're probably used to playing without those players a little bit more than what the Storm are as well. So on that, based on that, I'll tip the Cowboys, but hmm, tough one. Ridiculous scheduling, really, isn't it? I mean, majority of the Queensland players are from these two sides. Just... I really hate this time of year. I'm going to go to the Cowboys, just flip with a coin. Yeah, and I also forgot Glasby there. So if he does yeah. end up playing, if Wallace is suspended, that's Imagine five. Imagine if they take as well. That's Maybe five six. Melbourne players, possibly six, and then there was two have had surgery this week. So mm. that's eight players missing from the Melbourne side. So uh, quite ridiculous. But Saturday, the Sharkies, they're heavily affected as well. You've obviously got Maloney, Holmes, Bird, Fafita, Graham. The Tigers only lose two players, but the Sharks have proven... To me, that with that forward pack, having Gallon, Lewis, uh, they're pretty stable. You've got Braley there, etc. Farmer, Brown, Kate, well, these guys come and do a solid job. I'll stick with the Sharks to beat the Tigers. Yeah, Sharkies. Yeah, Tigers were really disappointing yesterday. Um, yeah, Sharks, one plenty, I think. And the odds with WilliamHill.com, that Melbourne and North Queensland game, a sixty favourite at the store. I'll be taking the 235 on the Cowboys. Don't worry about that. Minus four. Is the line one to twelve? The Storm three dollars, three sixty. The Cowboys thirteen plus. The Storm three twenty six dollars for the Cowboys in that Sharks game. They're a dollar twenty five favorites with William Hill. The Tigers four dollars minus eleven and a half is the line one to twelve. Sharks three dollars one to twelve. Tigers five twenty five. Thirteen plus Sharks two dollars and thirteen plus Tigers is twelve dollars. And to round out the shortened Origin affected rounds, it's the Parramatta Eels versus the Dragons. Uh, Parramatta got absolutely shellacked on the weekend, even with Norman back in there. And I saw a great post yesterday saying that the completion of Parramatta Stadium may not be until 2019, but they've already got a shiny new turnstile in Mitchell Moses. Mm. So, well, I wouldn't call him a turnstile because he doesn't even get his arms on sometimes. No, nah, well, he proved again on the weekend that defence is definitely not his strong point. And uh, even though 
They are unaffected, and Norman is back, etc. I'll stick with the Dragons. They proved without Widop, without Dugan, that they can win games, and even with Frizzell missing, I still think they've got enough there, so I'll be back at the Dragons. Yep, Dragons. He's not doing anything the ball either. I mean, look at Maloney. Statistically, he's the worst defender of the comp, but he's, he plays well. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not giving Parramatta again after this weekend. Forget it. Mate, cannot blame you for that one. And William Hill, they're the outsiders, the Dragons. So value again, $2.08. For them, $1.75 for the Parramatta side. Minus two is the line. One to 12 for the Eels is $3.325 for the Dragons. 13 plus for the Eels is $4. And 13 plus for the Dragons is $5. So that wraps us up for the short round. All your gossip champion cheers for that. And all this is brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you can have a bet on the NRL or any sport, Make sure you do it with William Hill. Look out for the Builder Bet. I absolutely love it. You can put a few little bits and pieces together, get your own odds, and have your bet customised for a game, uh, especially for Origin last time. I really, really did enjoy using that one. But Gossip, have a good week, champion. Bye for the Panthers. And then we've got Origin the week after, after this shortened round. Fingers crossed that the Blues can finish things off and look forward to talking to you next week when we preview game two. Thanks, guys. Have a super week. You too, mate. champion. See you, mate. See you. And a bit of a different rundown this week. Obviously recording on the public holiday, uh, the Queen's birthday Monday. Having gossip first up before that Dragons-Bulldogs game, which has just concluded the Doggies getting that one done, 16-2 box head. They did, yeah. Scrappy win. Probably highlighted more by the Dragons' poor performance than the Bulldogs' good performance, I would say. I think one thing we definitely wanted was some effort and intent and whatnot, and I think that was all there. But honestly, their attack's still absolutely horrible. The fifth Mm. tackle options were pretty poor. Um, you know, I think Montoya had a pretty good game on the wing. Clemmer in the middle. Graham obviously being back. There was a few bits and pieces, but they scored off two scrappy kicks just hustling around the football, and one was a poor dummy half uh, option there where short side, they fell asleep, and Leisha burrowed through. But yeah. uh, on the Dragon side of things, they're looking a bit flat, aren't they? Uh, I think that they were in that game, but still pushing offloads unnecessarily instead of dying on plays. Their fifth tackle options weren't any better, and uh, Vaughny, Packer, these kind of guys, they're not quite playing at the same level they were at the start of the year. They're flattened out a little bit as a whole. Yeah. Um, so not the greatest of game for them. But I think uh, pushing through here, we might do the game reviews first, just to get through Go this. Then we'll do fan questions afterwards, power rankings and our set of six. But different makeup, like I said, it's a bit of a different week. We're getting in early. Origin teams have just been named. New South Wales is unchanged. And we'll talk a little bit more about Origin after all that. But we just spoke about that Bulldogs-Dragons game, 16-2. Uh, next week, obviously, the Dragons will be playing. Missing Dugan and Frizzell, they will be playing against the Eels uh, and the Doggies. They've got the bye next week, but uh, much better turnaround. I'm sure their fans will be somewhat happy, but I'm not going to read a lot of that game again. I want to see consistency from the Bulldogs. Uh, that wasn't a great performance. Attack still needs to improve, and there needs to be some changes made there. Roosters, West Tigers yesterday. We watched that one, obviously, here. Wasn't a, a, a terrible game, but it wasn't the most entertaining game on the planet. Let's face it: the Roosters lose Jake Friend early on. Watson gets introduced into it, but they still run away with it quite easily. Forty points to eighteen. We got a quick flash uh, from Tuamalo, Lola here, and Tedesco, and these kind of guys chipped in as they always do. But there was no match for the Roosters side, which is absolutely stacked. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, the Roosters probably started a little slow. They lost corner and had Friend out, but uh, it was. As expected, I would say. I don't think it was a brilliant performance, but it was solid. And I think the Tigers are getting better. 
but we know who they are and they're not a top eight side. So uh, not a lot surprised me of, from what I saw yesterday. No, and you see Aiden Guerra, obviously just signed with the Newcastle Knights, mentioned earlier by Mr. Gossett, had a pretty good game starting yesterday. Got himself a double. Mitchell Pearce, again, leading from the front. He also got himself a double. And Jared Rhea Hargroves, I don't think he could do much more considering uh, the New Zealand circumstances and what's happened to find mm. himself in a jersey at the end of the year. He was pretty outstanding again yesterday. A very dominant win by the Roosters who don't have to play next week and that's a pretty good thing for them being quite heavily origin affected and also a week off for Jake Friend with that concussion. But yeah. the Tigers, uh, they've made a couple more signings again this week and hearing that Brenton Lawrence is the target of theirs as long as uh, as well as what Gossip said earlier, Curtis Rona and a few other targets. But the rebuild, I think they're doing a pretty good job so far. Yeah, they uh, are. What you're hearing for Ivan, but for the rest of this season... Uh, I wouldn't be expecting them to win too many games. Too many more games. I, of don't, football. I don't think so. No. Eels Cowboys thirty-two to six. I didn't get to see a whole lot of this one. Only really the highlights. But the scoreline says uh, exactly what you'd expect. Jonathan Thurston return late on a masterclass. Two early tries. He set up for Felt. Scored one himself and pretty much put it to bed quite early. But um, Parramatta bit of shock and all there. Not really exactly what they were expecting. Mitchell Moses was a turnstile in defence again and Cohen Hess absolutely laid him out like he was a quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, he did. That shot that he got put on him. And Speaking of that man, we called it for it for game one. Him, Jared Wallace, these couple of guys who have been included. He scored again. He's a freak. Yeah, he is. He's yeah. an absolute freak. Um, yeah. To be 20, 21 years old, playing great and be double digits in tries. I know a couple are close to the line and a few have been jump on, but some people have just got a knack they for do. finding yeah, the line yeah. and... Uh, I think we've seen, again, the difference that Thurston makes. Yes, Queensland are going to need their forwards to go forward, but his kicking game, his presence... It He's going to make a help. huge difference. It does huge, make huge a hell difference. of a difference. And they have made that change that some expected. Gavin Cooper also played pretty well the other night. He's made his way back into the side. Very possible that Papali will move into the front row yeah, um, and that he will partner up with JT on that left-hand edge. If not, Cooper will come off the bench, but they have brought him back into the fold as well. But... Cowboys, they will play next week against the Melbourne Storm. Melbourne Storm are going to be missing, as we spoke about earlier, possibly five to origin, maybe Kafusi. If Wallace is rubbed out, might get called in. And McLean had surgery and Chase Blair had surgery. So they're possibly going to have eight players out next week. So uh, while the Cows are missing some players, that's not a bad time to be heading to Melbourne if they're going to be missing seven or eight players. Well, absolutely. Yeah, it's sad that, that game's wiped out, basically. It's a reserve grade game. That's right. And Parramatta, they're going to have Norman, Moses, all these guys on deck to play the Dragons who are missing a couple, but they're going to need a big turnaround because I don't think they would have seen that coming the other night. They've had a couple of good weeks. They've dug in uh, under hard circumstances and they got Norman back, but I don't think they would have seen themselves getting towed up by 30 no. in uh, Darwin in their away game. Raiders-Panthers were on hand uh, at the Panthers club for this one. 24-20, couple of tries in the last few minutes to steal this one away, Boxhead. Absolutely, yeah. It was... Uh... Well, interesting, surprising. Um, we were down at Panthers having a look at it uh, with the big fella. So, uh, look, I, hard game to get a read on. I don't know whether Penrith just clunked along or the Raiders were a little bit clunky and Penrith came home harder. It's, yeah, hard hard one to work out. Um, I tend to think that Penrith got more football in them, but they just struggled to play it, didn't they? They Errors and penalties and things held them up. Um but the Raiders aren't the same side they were last year. That's something we've worked out. And, you know, I said last week we're probably a little bit guilty of expecting them to be the side they were last year. Uh, but they're not. And they're struggling to win. They've lost a lot of close games this year. Uh, and it's taken its toll on the Raiders, it looks. So, 
Uh, a bit of good win for the Panthers. They needed it. That's now, I think, four in a row, isn't it, for the Panthers? Um, yeah, possibly not five. But again, all those wins are still teams that are under them on the ladder. Yeah. And I think for the Raiders, you saw the effect again of those forwards. You lost Boyd. Uh, they obviously lost Dunamis Louis, who I didn't think was doing that great of a job anyway. But Royce Hunt on debut barely got any time right at the end of the game. So you basically played with 16. Baptiste obviously brought back into the fold, helps out, but... Losing a little bit in their forward rotation, not as much trust in the bench. I thought Jack White was pretty good again, despite uh, one or two errors. But the spine's the big thing. We've yeah. said it all year. Hodgson's been really quiet. I think Austin's gone a bit quiet now, and Caesar seems to have pepped up the last few weeks a little bit. But just all in all, they're not firing on all cylinders. Rapana's the real standout, though. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. had an absolutely phenomenal season. And for Nick Kotrick and people out there, again, I think people forget he's only 18. He's third or fourth in the league in tackle breaks. He's 100-plus metres a game. He's doing an outstanding job for a kid who's literally just finished his HSC. But it's a tall order now, honestly, to think that they may make the eight. Those couple of injuries, a lot of the close games, five or six by less than a try they've lost, um, they're going to need to get on a bit of a run. And Penrith are starting to find that momentum now, which puts them just into the bottom of the eight. The Warriors are probably in a better position as far as squad are concerned. So Canberra are a real chance of missing the eight after being one step away from the grand final last yeah, year. They're going to have to get on a run, definitely. Yep, moving on. Uh, next week, neither of those sides play, so probably not a bad time for Penrith, even though they had no origin players. Well, it's a four-point game. They'd probably rather be playing. Uh, Tough for Canberra because they there's a game there they lost in Golden Point and then they should have also lost... Uh, sorry, should have also won this one. So they've really gone zero out of four and into a bye. It could have been six points into the bye and now it's only going to be the two for, from the bye. So. Like I said, six games one. Six games by less than a try. Yeah. This is much like the year before last they were in this circumstance where every time they got close, they fell over at the final hurdle. But uh, Panthers would probably want to be playing this week thinking about it now not being origin affected, but they've mm. got the bye. Titans-Warriors 34-12. Uh, the hoodoo continues. They were 12-13 from 13 against the Gold Coast. They won again, and it was basically over in the first half. They ran all over you blokes. Yeah. 24 to 4 going into half time. They scored on the left. They scored on the right. They pulled your middle apart, which has been a big problem for the Titans' middle defense, obviously, for most of the season. Um, you know, Jared Wallace gets himself in trouble there and possibly may miss his origin debut. Mm. I, I think he might get cleared, to be honest. Who knows? Looks like a bit of a bump on the way through, but it's been fairly inconsistent yep. all year, the judiciary. But uh, on the Warriors side of things, I still find it hard to get excited again. Um, you guys yeah. down in that little pool there of teams that were trying to get in the eight, you're stranded on four wins now. I think it's game over for the Titans. Yeah, yeah, well, it's a big ass. They get Proctor back and they lose a couple of origin and they have to play this week uh, against yeah, away Souths, from home. who are unaffected. So basically eight out of the last 11, I think you said. Yeah, eight of 11. It's not going to happen. Jared Hayne gave me the shits, to be honest. Every time he got tackled, he stayed down. Um, he looked injured. And again, yeah. uh, there's 1.2 million reasons he stayed. No one wanted a bar of him, but... From your perspective and from Titans fans' perspective, I'm probably going to be pretty disappointed if he plays well again in Origin. But you look on the weekend and just see his kind of body language and his attitude in general when he plays for the Titans. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to get much of an argument out of me. No, I'm yeah pretty disappointed with how things played out there. On the Warriors side of things, like I said, I want to be impressed. But again, they bite you so many times. um, So I'm not going to get too excited. And then much like the Panthers... Uh, they probably don't want to buy this weekend, but they have a buy. Mm. Unaffected by origin. Uh, Ryan Hoffman, by the way, 300 games, absolutely outstanding career. Nice to see him get over the line there for a try. And uh, overall, I thought they, they got a lot out of their bench in particular. Sam Lasone has been absolutely exceptional the last few weeks. Albert Vette, Hoffman in his 300th. So yeah. good effort by them. And Luke getting better and better, starting to find a bit more form. Broncos, 24-18. 
Over the Bunnies, who we just mentioned, they're going to be playing the Titans this week. Uh, ben Hunt dropped for this game, uh, but in the end, obviously, Milford ended up dislocating his shoulder. So interesting to see what happens the next few weeks. Does he get brought back in? Uh, does Nicarima go back to the bench? Does Benji play that utility role? But started off 12-0, you kind of thought this was going to be a non-event with the way Souths have been playing, but they finally showed some fight, Souths. They yeah, got they themselves back in this game. Uh, poor fifth tackle options by the Broncos weren't helping. Souths, led by Burgess, came in pretty hard, but at the end of the night, again, they couldn't get the job done and another disappointing night for the South Sydney fans. Yeah, yeah, it was. Frustrating to watch. Uh, again, to be honest, they they just can't string 80 minutes together, play consistent footy, South. So that's going to be... Uh, well, it's a massive reason why they sit where they are and I can't see it changing. The Broncos, I thought the Ben Hunt uh, omission rang true to, to be a little bit of a fade. I thought the kicking game for Brisbane was really poor, particularly their long kicking game. Can I be honest, though? I think Ben Hunt's got a poor kicking game, so mm. I don't really think the but kicking had a big on his, uh, I think they rely on his, uh, his kicks out of yardage because Milford doesn't have a long kicking game. So, But that, that's just me. I, I thought South won the yardage battle. That's probably because they, they rolled through their middle and they also, uh, I, I just thought, South kicked a lot better. But... You know, they still couldn't win, South. So that, that's probably yeah. the point that I'm trying to make. You know, they had a lot of advantages in that game, but they still couldn't win on the scoreboard. So. Well, I threw it out there that I didn't agree with the Robbie Farrah signing, and I think, again, that experiment has now failed. And I don't know how much money they've got tied up so in what do you do there? Play in reserve grade? Well, they've got money tied up in him next year, so I think they've kind of shot themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. And Cook, again, I just want to see Cook play 80 minutes every week or close to. Yeah. He should be getting the better share. Maguire's definitely got some changes that need to be made. They've confirmed Gagai for next year, and... Obviously, uh, you're going to have Greg Inglis come back, but outside backs isn't fixing their problems. I think there's still issues in the spine. Uh, obviously, nine being one of the issues because they can't pick who they want to play there. Mm. And they've got a lot of money tied up in that position. And Fords is the other spot that a few blokes need to turn over. Crichton, Burgess, and I thought Terrell Fumano were really good the other night. Yep. But there's still not enough there from, obviously, the two twins and some other guys in that pack to help out. So yep. some decisions to be made. And the other one's Adam Reynolds. He did play Origin last year, but every week seems to be an injury cloud. May not play, will play. The blokes held together by duct tape. Exactly. And Cody yeah. Walker still doesn't look a hell of a lot happy. And Sutton's not a suggestion at six long term. So there's a lot of things that need to happen to that squad. Um, they get the Titans this week without Peach, without Hayne. Wallace will be either suspended or he'll be playing Origin as well. So you'd like to think that South can probably get a win this weekend. But uh, Broncos, by at the right time. Uh, and Corey Oates and Thiday got dropped. So they're probably going to have a couple of fresher bodies coming back after this buy round. Mm. Eagles Knights, 18-14. I didn't get to see any of this one. I got to listen to a little bit on radio. I got called into work, so I was digging in the rain. Apparently, it was an absolute farm out there. The field was terrible. Yeah, it was It was cast down. down. Uh, and I heard people at the end weren't happy with the Uate call. Again, well, it was a drop ball. Didn't get to see it myself. Saw it later on replay, but I heard other people saying that early on there was a 40-20 that was incorrect. But yeah. I didn't get to see the game, so I don't know. Yeah. No, it was clear drop ball. I'm not sure about the 40-20. I didn't uh, take too much notice of that, but it brought Newcastle into the game, the weather. Uh, whether they deserve to win or not, I don't know. Would that call have changed the game? Yeah, it probably would have, but I'm not sure it would have changed the game enough for them to win. And you've also got to be able to react to those calls and you know still win the game. So Yeah, well, fair enough. And on the Manly side of things, I think Dylan Walker, from everything I listened to on the radio, was pretty impressive again. Set your wide up a couple of times. Just pretty dangerous on that right-hand side. And Martin Tapau, 200-plus metres, big impact on the game. Tommy Trevojevic, not the happiest uh, of returns. A couple of spilled pills, not his best game. And 
uh, Newcastle, Lamb, Jacob Safidi, a couple of guys had a dig as usual, but you just feel bad that week to week. They, it always seems that there's a couple of calls or little things that just cut them down right at the end mm. as far as results. But uh, they've got... Well, yeah, it's just one of those seasons again for Newcastle. Like they don't they don't have the troops on the field and they're also not getting the calls on the field. So yeah, well, it makes it difficult. That win gets Manly very, very close to a top eight spot and they'd be happy they won at home because they've had a, a struggle this year at home and against Newcastle they wouldn't have expected that. But the last game we've got here... Storm Sharks, 18-13, uh, at Shark Park, no cronk. McLean fractured his eye socket. Most things went against Melbourne before kickoff, but they started off with a flurry. Smith comes out, 40-20, lays two tries on where they isolated Braley on the line, and that last play in the second half when they were down, uh, 13-12, it was Slater again who isolated Braley, got the back row to bite in, and they found space on the outside there when Confucius got in the second, half, second yeah. try, so... Yeah. Uh, almost all three tries were on spot up on Braley to find space. Yeah, exactly. Uh, look, probably the start was what 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 won Melbourne the game. So uh, the rest of it, I thought, was pretty even. Stevens Cronulla didn't take uh, advantage of their chances. I didn't think, um, and Melbourne defended fairly well. Uh, what was the penalty count? I think Cronulla killed the penalty count. Uh, it, it, it finished at nine six, and Melbourne made more errors. And obviously, Flanagan had a whinge after the game, but. I've got a problem with this because they get calls as well. They they won a game against the They're Dragons. They're both as bad as one another. Yeah, but earlier in the year, they won a game off a forward pass. Everyone gets the these calls, but the first thing... Yeah, that, but it's well-renowned that they do as much wrestling as Melbourne. They stand offside. You know, like, there's all sorts of stuff that Cronulla do that plays to their advantage yeah. that, impl- uh, you know, influencer is as a referee. So but I just love every, every team does it. Flanagan of all people, Mr. Cleanskin, let's not forget the bloke was the one who was involved with the peptides and spent two years on the sideline. So mm. you did win a premiership. You did stay loyal to the club. I know you've done a lot of good there, but every time you lose, you're on near the top of the ladder and you're a premiership side. You don't need to win for your team and make excuses. No, it is a good rivalry. but that... It is a good rivalry, and that's what I mean. He didn't need to come out and put a blight on what was a pretty good game of football, I thought, but... Uh, the Sharkies, they get the week off. Probably not bad timing, having five involved in origin. Valentine Holmes, who played very well along with Luke Lewis. Uh, he's been called into the Queensland side. Storm, uh, they have to play next week. And with five in origin, with Glasby included, possibly six if Kafusi gets called in uh, with an injury or suspension, sorry, to Wallace. And then you've got Chase Blair and McLean, who both had surgery this week. So Melbourne possibly going to be missing eight players when they go up against the Cowboys. But... Sharkies may lament that one later on the year, but they've done the hard work, much like Melbourne, Brisbane, Dragons, etc. cetera. Uh, banking when wins early heading into the origin period. So they stay in the top four. Not really a big effect on the Sharkies. But that wraps up the match reviews. We'll move on to set of six and we'll do our power rankings now. And then we'll finish things off with the fan questions for this week. So set of six, tackle one. I've got it in here. We spoke about it just before, but had to change it a tiny bit. Ben Hunt being dropped, do you agree with it? And do you think it would be a permanent move? But obviously now Milford's out for six weeks. So the question is, does he move back into the starting lineup or do they play him on the bench at no. least? No, he's the first half I'd pick if I'm Wayne Bennett. Yep. So you think that maybe Benji will move back to the bench and Nicarima will stay with Hunt or Hunt and Benji will play together like they did during uh, Origin? I think it'll be Hunt and Benji probably. But who knows? It could be Hunt, uh, sorry, Marshall or Nicarima. Because he has now finally confirmed that obviously Nicarima had that time to prove himself. He was six from six. He said last week he's our halfback moving forward. That's the plan. So I kind of find it hard if that's your words. That's the way things are going, that he's not going to be playing. Um, but whether he puts Hunt as the bench utility, which he used to do, or starts him and benches Benji, 
Um, do they keep Benji next year? Well, I think they want to, but salary cap may say I otherwise. I think it's the wrong. It's the wrong. Well, Benji's on minimum wage. He's That's on 100k. Saying. They reckon they got him for basically nothing. Um, he well, I think it was the wrong else. call. Wrong call to start with. I thought the kicking game, as as we wrapped up in the reviews, I, I thought they missed Hunt. Hunt to me kicked well against uh, the Roosters. You know, he, he's not running the ball a lot, but for me. Hunt's job isn't to run the ball. Like I'd like him to run the ball probably a little bit more. I get that. But Milford's your running half, not Hunt. I, I do understand both halves and need to take the line on, et cetera, et cetera. But to drop him for that reason on the back of the Roosters' loss, like and the Roosters are a tough side. That's that's a uh, a tough win. I thought they played worse on Friday night against South than what they did against the Roosters the previous week. Mm-hmm. Well, I, think I, I just think it's a, I think it's a bit of sour grapes from Bennett. Um, because he signed elsewhere, uh, Marshall had a good, obviously an outstanding week the week prior in against the Roosters. So I, yeah, I think it's a little bit of sour grapes. And now it's been it's a forced call anyway. Like you have yeah, to yeah. bring Hunt in. You can't, can't can't be the utility. So it has to either be Nickarima or Marshall. I'd probably think it'll be Marshall because Marshall's on the downward run in his career, and Nickarima's on the up uphill run. So. I'd, I'd tend to think they'll play Nicarima and, and Marshall will be on the bench, but it wouldn't surprise me either way. Well, for me, if Milford does come back at the back end of the year and they are 50-50 with Hunt back in, I'm not going to blame it all on Hunt, but I reckon he'll go the rest of the year with Milford and Nicarima in the halves, and that's the pairing yeah. he's got moving forward. Uh, sour grapes or not, I just think that's what he's going to do if they don't win games, obviously, over this period where Milford is missing. Yeah. So see what happens there. Uh, number two in the tackles, my issue, scheduling, we talked about before with Gossip, this game this week, we've seen it with the Broncos, Roosters, which ended up being a good game, and a lot of guys did back up, but scheduling during Origin, it pisses me off. The Cowboys Storm should be a cracker game. Uh, instead, there's five from the Storm, possibly six if Kafusi's called in, two players injured, so eight out, and on the Cowboys side, you know, they're missing Scott and a couple of guys already for the season, now they have four in Origin, just bad timing. Mm. I don't like it. This game shouldn't be played in this shortened round, affected with basically reserve graders running around. Well, you've nailed it. Let's move on. So. Uh, absolutely. Mm. I, I couldn't couldn't add anything to that. That's uh, 100% true. It's And it's stupid. Yeah, it, standalone origin. Makes me angry. Let's, let's get it happening. Tackle three, Jared Wallace from your side. You've seen the shot. I've now seen the shot since before the start of the show. He's been named in the squad. There's no 18th man. We assume that Kafusi would probably be the one and they wouldn't bring back Thiday or Aguero or Lilliman. Will he beat the charge? Do you think he'll beat the charge? He beat the charge. I uh, I can't see him beating the charge. No, is the grade... I think it was reactionary. But if you're looking at the indicators, he tucked the arm. It was shoulder only. I don't think he hit him in the head. I think he hit him sort of upper shoulder, maybe bounced under the head. I just don't know. Like we saw one like that. Tom Lolo got suspended for, and then I can't remember Burgess who the one Burgess free. got rule. Uh, he got let off. So I don't know. I. I really, really don't know because there's no consistency. So I guess well, the question is: the question is, is he is it not about guilt? I suppose once you get in there, it's how good of a case you can present. Well, Wade Graham—he's definitely guilty of a shoulder charge. He lost his debut chance last year. Ended up getting in the end from a similar kind of issue. Mm. Um, it is a bit fifty-fifty. I don't know about his priors, and I didn't see the grading. I just know he got charged. It, that's yeah, but a grade one shoulder charge, you're not allowed to get it's off with weeks, the fine. You're not allowed to get off with the fine. Yeah, but is it two weeks? No, early guilty plea, he's off with one because you've got a good record. Well, can't he take early guilty plea the game this weekend, counters well, him what should have happened, and then go into what camp? What should have happened is he should have been... And this may still happen, right? If he goes and fails and gets a week... Um, well, don't you get more if you fail? I don't know. They're saying he's going to get a week. He stands to get a week. So maybe because of his good record, I'm not too sure. 
But what could still happen is if he gets done, they name him in the Titans side this week, uh, and then that will count as his one-match suspension. He'll still be able to play next Wednesday. That's a loophole that we used last year with Robbie Farrar and Michael Ennis. Um, Farrar was injured, daily named him, named Ennis as 18th man, Ennis got suspended, Ennis served the match and then came in, Farrah was withdrawn well, by an thought, elbow injury. I've seen all this and today. played. That if it's only one game, surely you just name him on the weekend. Go, oh, but this, wasn't this the whole reason the fine system was brought in? So for minor charges like this, they weren't missing origins. Yeah, and he like he doesn't. He's still going to miss one anyway. He doesn't have prize either, so that's the other thing I'm going to get at with yeah. a good record. You don't deserve to miss your origin debut for a silly bump in a game. You should just be able to say, like, you play origin, but you miss your next club game. Yeah, or, or easy. They've, they've said that before that club stuff shouldn't affect origin, and if you because he's suspended. not even so worst case scenario. If he is picked, he's not going to miss. Like from from a Titans point of view, as a fan, I'd be a little bit pissed because that means he misses two Titans games, not one. One because of Origin and one because of the suspension. But well, the other then thing again, you want your players to be playing rep football, don't you? Get the other thing as well, and they've brought this up before. There should be separate suspensions because someone goes, "Oh well, you don't miss out." Uh, you know, if you get done in Origin in club, well, you do. If you got suspended for two or three games in Origin, you're missing a thirty thousand dollar match payment. It may carry on to the next series, and then your club's not affected like they shouldn't be. Yeah. If you have a bad tackle in Origin or get in a stink and get like six to eight weeks or something, your club shouldn't suffer for your actions in Origin. You should have to suffer long term or miss the next series. It should carry through rep games or some, something different. Yeah, They shouldn't uh, cross over, in my opinion. Tackle four, this one's your one, the Uate issue and how it wasn't set up. I obviously didn't get to see this game. You did, so I was going well, to ask saying you. Well, they're that Jared Maxwell... Did they just blow that live and there was yeah, no so replay there was needed? a few things. Firstly, the touch judge said to send it up. The on-field referee didn't see the grounding, came came across, and Jared Maxwell, who was in the bunker, sent through down his ear. That's a try awarded. So, so he awarded it on the field. Up. Touchy said go up. He did. He was on his debut, yeah. And he's been tipped up by tipped upstairs. Tipped up, down, yeah, which is illegal against protocol. Mm-hmm. He's then blown the try. And then on the first replay, being able to see he's clearly dropped it. For me, this is why all scoring plays should be reviewed. In the NFL, they'd just go back and say, knock on 20-meter restart, wouldn't they? They'd take the points off the well, board. Again, the again fact, it's just stupid to not take the points off the board. The fact that callers come from the bunker makes it worse because he can actually see it. So he shouldn't be telling him that. He should be checking it why they're doing that. Well, exactly. They look at every time they go to blow a try now. They don't just blow it. They go, are you okay over there? And they wait. It should be enough are time, Are you okay over there? You wait. They almost yeah. take 20 seconds still to reward it. The guy yeah. in the bunker should be able to quickly flick through it and go, your touches are all good. Yep, all right. Well, we've just looked at it. We're fine with that as well. Yeah. Unless you're 100% sure and you blow it instantly but a lot of the time now you find them checking all around and waiting to clarify that no one has any suspicions that it's not a try so it's a big blunder on their part did it cost Newcastle the game you could possibly say that it was a scrappy affair I didn't see the alleged or whatever I saw earlier in the game the the 40-20 or whatever because I was obviously at work but people were saying there was a 40-20 that got awarded that led to a try or something yeah I'm not sure I didn't see uh, that I didn't get to see it at all so well I watched the game but I didn't notice it yeah well not too sure about that one but uh, still these kind of things they shouldn't happen full stop that's the number one thing to come out of all this and the fact the protocol was messed up and that someone in the bunker was quick to rush it when they have the technology to be able to tell him yeah Um, that's pretty sad Tackle five, Aiden Guerra, he's on his way there. Um, their first signing to Newcastle, we talked about with Gossip, but if you're a Knights fan, are you happy with Aiden Guerra? Yes. Of all the ones you've been scalping out for as far as rep players, origin players, someone to bring to your club, do you think this is a good signing? Yes, I do. Yep, good way well, to start. Yeah, it's a good signing. It's a good signing because it's probably the best that's available. Uh, I think they've paid, they haven't paid overs for him, so well, there's looking, a lot of things you're trying to tick the boxes on, aren't you? And, they, need, they needed to sign someone. 
I, I don't know what else to say. I, yeah, but this you is could good. pick. You could pick at this signing. Don't get me wrong. I don't. Is is Aiden's Aiden Guerra's best football ahead of him? Probably not. Well, 28, 29, he's not in a bad spot. If he's fallen out of the rep scene and you think that maybe now he might be out of the rep scene, he is a rep quality player in his best form. I just think his form has been the best where he is. Apparently, he wanted to move home uh, last year. That move didn't facilitate, and now he's obviously going to be paid and expected to be a leader where he's going. Hopefully, a fresh start brings him back to the form that's seen him play for Australia. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully, he's gone there for the right reasons. That's the thing that worries me. Because last year, don't know the guy personally, think he's a great footballer, but when they had those young kids in last year and all those injuries at the start of the year, he was one of the ones that was a bit outspoken that they had to grow up fast when really, if you've got a bunch of guys on debut and coming in and you're losing, those older guys, those rep players, the ones that have to float them, kind of keep them inflated. They're not experienced first graders out and you've got to lead the way. Yeah. And I don't think he did and he was one of the ones that really struggled with those circumstances last year. So um, he's going to have to get thicker skin, obviously, at Newcastle because he's going to be expected to lead from the front and the results aren't going to be like they have been at the Roosters. Agree. Yeah, agree. Before that, he's from the Melbourne system. So he's only been in two very successful systems. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is heading down a very different path. Yeah. Um, I really do hope for Newcastle that he turns out to be an outstanding acquisition for their team. And tackle six and something we're going to talk about. Anyway, and we might as well talk about it now. State of origin. So Queensland's team changes. We had a quick... Browse over it before with Mr. Gossip, but Lilliman, Miles, Thido, O'Neill, Oates. There's been an absolute swag of changes. There's four debutantes and Billy Slater, and uh, obviously Jonathan Thurston coming back in. Hess, Wallace, depending on the suspension. Glasby, the real surprise, uh, obviously from Melbourne. And Gavin Cooper brought back in to the fold, along with Valentine Holmes. So mm. uh, it had to happen. We said it last time. We thought they've been really, really good at deciding the right time to move a player or two on. Um, that may have seemed a bit reactionary after winning the series last year to go, they've got to make three changes. But honestly, a couple of those guys were on their last legs last year. Miles barely got through the series. Lilliman solid, but he's not a rep player. And you looked at our forward pack, you thought game one, Hess, Wallace. Uh, we mentioned those names, Kafusi. There had to be a couple of changes, and it cost them in game one. Now they've got to come here on a heavier track. And I think you touched on something very interesting while watching the game before. Oates, why getting dropped suits New South Wales and ANZ Stadium better? Because it's a slow wet track, it's a lot of hard yards coming out of yardage. Not saying Holmes doesn't do a good job, but he, Oates is a bigger body. Yeah. Whereas Suncorp, faster, drier track, probably suits Holmes a lot better. That's what I thought. So, That's my views on it. Uh, that change there um, is a bit of a weird one. Jonathan Thurston obviously makes things a lot tighter full stop. They've got a second kicking option, so we won't be able to be able to kick pressure cronk this time and put all the emphasis on one player. But if he does have a bodgy shoulder, I'd say we're going to hammer him and pepper him all day. But at the end of the day, the biggest changes and the most simple fact of all is if that forward pack doesn't go forward with us, Jonathan Thurston is not going to make a hell of a lot of difference again. No. You need your forwards to go forward for you to have any opportunity because game one, all it was was Cooper Cronk panic kicking from inside his own half. Yeah. And if this forward pack with these few changes doesn't aim up, uh, which I think they will be better, and we're kind of expecting... I think they'll be better. I'm not sure whether they're going to be better mm. enough in order to, to beat New South Wales. Yeah, I still don't think there's enough off the bench. Um, mm. You'd suspect now, the way they're talking about partnerships that Papali will play front row with Napa, 
that Cooper will take that left side spot uh, to play with Thurston. And then off the bench, you'll have Hess. Um, you'll have these couple other blokes in Glasby who's probably going to have to play tight. And, uh, you know, depending on what happens with Wallace, if he gets suspended, someone else is going to have to start in that position. I, I don't know. I I'm still think there may be a prop short. And even with Kafusi, who I was surprised wasn't in there coming into the squad, I just I still think we've got the wood on him in the forwards. Mm. Yeah, and I agree. We've got better footwork and we've still got a more dynamic pack, even on that heavy track. The big difference, again, is set finishes coming to New South Wales. With Thurston there, they've got two good kickers. Obviously, they need to be able to get into good positions, but I still think their set finishes are going to be 100 times better than ours with Cronk and Thurston yeah. as compared to Pierce and Maloney. Our only repeat set of game one come from the boot of Wade Graham. Yeah, it's... Interesting. I, I tend to think there's going to be less points scored, obviously, because it's going to be that yeah, slippery sort of conditions. They're a better side. So, look, I still probably lean to New South Wales by a try or two. Uh, I'm not sure whether Queensland can get to 18 points. I'm pretty confident that New South Wales can score three tries and get to 16, 18 points. I tend to think it's going to be probably a three to two try game. I, I think Australia, uh, Australia, New South Wales will score three and Queensland two. However... If Queensland can manage to pull one out of their bum and New South Wales can bomb one, that's the difference in origin, you know. So yeah. I think on paper we've still got a uh, a better side, and I think Queensland would probably agree with that based on what we saw in game one. They, they, had, they had to make a few changes. They got lapped. They weren't just beaten. They were lapped. Yeah. Um, Queensland need to ensure that they can put together the, the 40 minutes they put together in the first half. They need to be able to make sure that they can do that for 80. I think they're in a better position now to be able to do that. As you said, their kicking game is going to be better. I like the side they've picked. Uh, there's not a lot of holes I'd pick in it. I, I, I don't know that I would have dropped Corey Oates. I think that's probably the one that has shocked me a little bit. He I, was good. I'm not sure well. I would have dropped Sam Thayde yet. Uh, the others I can all cop. Guerra, I think, is probably the one for me that's copped a bit of a hard hard deal out of it. He scored two for the Roosters yesterday. Played well, I thought, when he when he got on in Origin 1. Well, he got left the absolute latest, and his mm. couple of his first touches was to run the short side, throw the pass, get the ball back. Dugan obviously knocked it out, but he's still only late 20s, got footwork, a bit dynamic. I don't mind him off the bench. And I know they've got Cooper in because he plays mm. with Thurston, and I like Cooper, but Cooper's 31-32. So that's, again, not a long-term option. I know they think they can save the series, but I'm going to be completely honest. I said we'd sweep them, and I still think we are going to sweep them. Okay. Um, I just don't think that was the right move to make. Well, I think if we win this game, we'll sweep them. Yeah. But I, and I tend to think if Queensland win this game, they'll beat us because it's going to be a totally different beast having to go to Suncorp one all. Yeah. And you're going to have Cronk going out. Who knows if they win this one that Thurston doesn't say I'm gone and well, Smith doesn't this, say I'm gone. And... Thurston is gone. This is his last series. That's why he's trying to get back. Okay. We already know that. Rep football this year, he's done. Okay, so he said this is his last he's series. Done. Okay. He's done. Oh, I apologize. I didn't know that. Smith is the one who's pushing on. Slater's obviously going to be done after this. They won't pick Slater again next year. And he may not mm. even play for Melbourne next year. Well, that then I... I question whether why they're picking him. Well, I said that to you last time. I thought that if they were going to push on with their mantra from game one, that you would have picked Holmes, kept mm. Oates, put those two on the wings, and yeah. push Gagai under the centres if you're looking forward. And Kafusi's well, another If they one. lose this game, this will probably be Slater's last game in a Queensland jersey. I get the feeling that Thayday being one short, and I know they're not all big for that, I wouldn't be surprised if we did beat them and we went back there for game three if they gave all those guys a send off and maybe even brought Miles and a couple of those guys in. Because of what they've done, I don't agree with it, but there's not... Well, it's got, not going to be much of a send-off if they get flogged again. Yeah, well, I understand that, but who else are they going to really blood in? The only real player that's missed out, you'd think, is Kafusi, who I thought would get in before Glasby, but mm. the back line, Holmes is in now. He's going to be the long-term option. Oates will come straight back in. 
the halves with Thurston gone. They've already blooded Milford, so I'm guessing they've signalled their intentions to stick with him. I would have gone with Norman, who's healthy now, but um, they've obviously blooded Milford and they've got an opinion of him. And the forward pack, the only real one who didn't get a look in this time was Kafusi, like we mentioned. Mm. So there's not going to be a whole lot of people that missed out Bar Kafusi for game three if they were going to punt a couple of blokes and blood a few more. Yeah. Um, but we'll save some more of that for next week when we do our Origin Game 2 preview. New South Wales, unchanged. 1-17, to 17, uh, injury-free. The extended squad, Moylan, is still there. DeBellin's still there. Tommy Turbo comes into the extended squad to go into camp because McLean's out with a fractured eye socket. No surprises. And again, they've just got to close things out. Be smart, be patient, fix a few little things. And honestly, I really think they should close this series out. But we'll save that for next week. Uh, that is the set of six. Before we do fan questions and finish things off, power rankings. So power rankings this week. Number one for me, it's still the Sydney Roosters. Yep, I've got the Roosters at one. Number two, the Melbourne Storm. They've been my one and two basically all year. Yep, I agree with that one, Stormies. I've got the Broncos sliding up to third. I'm pretty sure last week I don't have them here. I think I had Cronulla sitting at third. Not yep. any no, real reason I don't think you did. That, but... You had Broncos. I think we had these two the opposite. I've still got the Sharkies at three. Yeah, okay. And we I've did got have the opposite. Broncos at four. Yeah, well, I've got the other way around. Cronulla at four, but again, not reading a whole lot into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, five, I've spared the Dragons despite today's performance because they've been pretty consistent this year. Yeah, me too. I'll stick with the Dragons at five. Yep. Cowboys held six. I know JT's back, but again, uh, they're affected during this period right now, so I'm not willing to make a whole lot of drastic moves. Yeah, I'm the same. Uh, number seven, Manly stays there as well. Same, yeah. And my eight has changed. Canberra, my faith has ran out. I said last week that if Penrith beat them, that Penrith would take yeah, that and spot. Yeah, I, I had Penrith in. So I've got my my power rankings haven't changed at all yeah. uh, based on the weekend. So Well, just Penrith for And me. I think this is a little bit of a holding pattern in the NRL. Like over the next six weeks, I don't think you're going to see a lot of changes at the top of the table, but you're definitely going to see a lot through the middle. And that's where, you know, I think the Cowboys... Having Thurston come back was huge, obviously, for, and to get that win over Parramatta, who are a side who are, again, fighting in and around that same area of the eight. The Seagulls to win at home um, in that those weather conditions, going into a bye, that's a four-point win for them. Penrith to beat someone, again, right around them on, on the eight. Um, that, that's been a big victory for them. So, And then you've got... Well, who have, who have we got as gone? Last week, I, I said I had the I Bulldogs. I only dropped the Raiders. I have the Bulldogs, um, Tigers, Rabbitohs, Tigers, Knights, and now I'm going to add to that the Titans. I've, yeah. I've ruled, ruled the Titans out of that pack, so I've got that. I've got my top eight, and then teams that I think could potentially come in: Raiders, Eels, Warriors, and then gone. I've got Dogs, Rabbitohs, Tigers, Knights, Titans. Well, I was the same as you last week. I said I wanted to see the Titans this week and the Dogs this week. I know the Dogs won, but they were still pretty dreadful to be honest. Their attack wasn't that great, even with the intent there. Looking at that top eight. Manly's not really affected by origin. I know they've had a couple of injuries, but they keep winning. So I look at them and Penrith through are completely unaffected by origin. Yeah. Um, I know Penrith's got a couple of tougher games coming up if you looked at the draw by the team standard, but those teams they're playing are origin affected as well. Mm-hmm. So if they're caught flat, Penrith may jag a couple of wins uh, being at full strength. Well, who are we locking into the eight? Roosters, Storm, Sharks, Broncos, our top four. I'm willing to lock in. in the whole top seven. I reckon Storm, Roosters, Sharks, Dragons, Broncos, we said last week the top five and six and seven. After the weekend, I've got the Eagles and the Cowboys locked in. I reckon one to seven's done. So they need four more wins. Yep. I reckon that's basically done. It's up to Penrith. I'm not willing to lock them all in yet. I'm going to lock all oh, seven. Okay. That's where I'm going. I'm still locking just five in. So very, very close. If they, uh, who have they got this weekend? Those sides. Do the Cowboys, Cowboys, if the Cowboys happen to beat Melbourne this weekend, I'd be happy to lock them in. They're on nine. And, um, 
Manly have got the buy. So, yeah, Cowboys win this weekend. I'll lock them in. Yeah. Well, who does Manly play the week after? That's the big one. I'm trying to look at off-origin who they're going to be playing. Um, if they, do they get somebody else after? They'd probably want to be playing this week. I know Jake's missing. Manly, Tom's yeah. in camp, but if they had... Uh, no, they, 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 they'd be happy with this week off, I'd imagine. Um, round 15, are we talking about? No, that's this week. Round 16... Manly run into they, they run into the Sharks at Southern uh, Southern Cross so they've got a bit of a tough run they've got the Sharks uh, who else have the they Warriors. got they've got the Warriors so at home Penrith after that so a team they're Penrith. competing with and then they go to play the Tigers, Tigers. So, so yeah they've got three tougher games coming up but then after that they've got the Dragons so another one they're competing with it's Storm a, it's a harder run home for Manly yeah Roosters so maybe I shouldn't be on that but I'm still going to back them yeah, in yeah I'm not I'm not locking them in yet I want to see them beat some better sides well they got the Tigers twice so that helps yeah that's, they got the Dogs that's at ANZ uh, who do they finish off with the last two rounds they got the Warriors away so they got the Warriors twice and then they've got Penrith at home so they got Penrith twice as well well Cowboys and Penrith when we talk about them next up at the bottom there Cowboys and Penrith play straight after the origin so Cowboys if they win that takes where's them. that game at that's in North Queensland okay yeah so after that one, Cowboys have the Raiders. So another team in the hunt there. Panthers play Souths. Panthers play Manly, we talked about. So that has a direct effect on that setup. Cowboys have the bye. Uh, Panthers play the Warriors. So again, there's a lot of teams in that hunt, in that middle, that are all going to play each other the next few weeks. So yep. it's going to give us a good idea of who's going to get those bottom spots in the table. Cowboys play the Rabbitohs after that. So they don't have too bad a run coming up, the Cowboys, but... Uh, Penrith, they play the Titans a week after that. So a lot of teams, again, three or four teams that are in that same kind of area mm-hmm. looking to get a final sniff. So yeah, good chance to be moving for the Panthers. But that is the set of six. That is our power rankings. We finish off with fan questions. That's the last thing we've got to do uh, on this bit of ship shifting. A little bit. I can't even get the bloody word out there. And I was going to say shape-shifting show. Well, we've... we're working on a day off, mate. We're yeah, working on a public holiday. We're working on a day off. We've pieced it all together because the Origin teams are available and we've got the spare time. Uh, but Ken Brickershot, to start things off, thoughts on Glasby making the Queensland team? And then straight after that, uh, Jody HD says, Tim Glasby, really? Mm. I don't know whether I would have had him there, but they've picked him. Plays, so with, we'll the Melbourne, plays with the Melbourne players. He's solid. He's been in that system. I said before, I think he's a good NRL player, but really I didn't think he was a rep player. But mm. again, uh, Queensland don't have as deep a pool to pick from. Uh, he plays with a lot of those guys from Melbourne. Kev Walters would have had something to do with him. I'm still surprised they didn't take Kafusi first, but they obviously want someone who's purely playing middle, I guess. Mm. Kafusi has played middle, more based on the edge now, but uh, they've gone a pure middle player. The Buckster. I know this is a biased opinion, but the Knights have cops and bad calls this year. Can't believe the Uato try wasn't sent to the bunker. Following my last point, any time we score, they take a look at it to see if they can disallow it, yet not for a clear knock-on from Manly. So you kind of get that feeling like yeah. some people say sometimes when you lower down the ladder, things don't go your way and uh, you don't go... I see his points. Yeah, well, again, there's been a lot of games this year again where we, we have seen them kind of get the rough end of the stick, the poor old Knights, yeah. so... Yeah, uh, mate. It's hard to tell, but the big thing we went through it before that process was the letdown. So very disappointing, and it shouldn't happen. Yeah, it's, a, it's an absolute howler. There's no way it should have happened. Yeah, and just on speaking of that, Arrow. The next question: Do you think the bunker has worked better last year versus this year? I think it's been better this year. I don't. I don't know. I. It's, I tend to think if we've got it, we need to use it more, uh, or just pun it all together. I don't like being half pregnant. Yeah, um, well, that's a part of it that I don't like, but. Hmm. Well, Gav, he's got here the Raiders and Penrith Slapathon. Should this rubbish incur judiciary points? I'm not advocating no. bring back the Biff. No, I I don't know how we fix this. It's I, I have no idea how uh, 
how we fix it. I, I don't know. I, if they're not allowed, not going to punch, they're going to slap. If they're not allowed to slap, they're going to they're going to jersey punch like the AFL guys are doing. If they can't jersey punch, they're going to go in and Set pinch each other and wrestle. Like yeah. what do you what do you do? I, I don't I don't know. It, it's frustrating. Borderline just giving everyone everyone that gets involved in one a, a week suspension or a, a fine. Maybe that'll deter it a little bit. I still don't think it'll wipe it out. You're still going to see it. Fines will deter people, I think, because there's not enough guys getting paid a lot of money. Yeah. If you're not at the higher end, you won't be looking for a stink or trying to create trouble, will you? I, I just don't understand why they don't just fight, to be honest. Yeah, get put in the bin. They get, they're getting put in the bin. Like we saw Tan Milne put in the bin just then, like for, in the Bulldogs game, for what wasn't really a punch. It was like a bit a chest, of a jab. A chest jab. They're like, well... You might as well have clocked him on. Yeah, you might as well have right hooked him, really. Exactly. Uh, Got up yeah. and thrown a few. And I do think it's very hard for a fight to break out now because so many people run in and grab people. It's very hard for anyone to really get a punch away unless it's one-on-one and someone gets in early like Gallon did to Miles. But then it brings that in that argument of the... Yeah, it's a dog shot. It's a dog shot, yeah. yeah it's so not a fight. Unless two blokes are sort of standing toe-to-toe and they, they throw them down, which is, you know, a bit old school. And But we have boxing and MMA and stuff, and that's what guys do. They throw down and whatever. Yep. But I just don't like the running in. I don't like the slapping. You know, for Corey Harawira and I to jump up and try and slap, it just looks, it's embarrassing for the game. It's it is embarrassing. It. And Gav's asked again, can you talk more about your coaching sessions with Joey Johns? Oh, I just, I've gone down to the Roosters and had um, had the opportunity to, to do a few sessions and watch Andrew Johns. He's working down there with a lot of the junior um, halves. And uh, yeah, he's learning a heap. Learning, learning a lot. So uh, it's just an opportunity that I was forwarded by the Roosters after I finished up with Penrith this year, and Penrith sort of gave me the blessing to go and do it. So uh, I just, I'm not a consultant. Uh, I was just brought down there. They, they were going to start a 19s development program that sort of didn't get off the ground. So it was sort of come and do a bit of coaching and have a look and see what it turns out to be. But for me, if it's it's not a full time sort of gig, so it, it makes it difficult working and travelling in and travelling back out. But um, yeah, I've been there a few times and. Uh, it's good. Yeah, he's he's an exceptional halves coach, that's for sure, Andrew Jones. So Yep. And I've learned a lot watching yeah. him. So the Buxter's back in again. He's asking about how Queensland's loyalty after losing game one. They've been rubbing our noses in it for years and now they drop half their team. Well necessary changes that should happen in my opinion in the first game. I do understand, like everyone said, if you're gonna to stick to your policy, they should pick the same team again, but uh, wholesale change. Loyalty loyalty is a winner's word. Yep, it sure is. And they're not winning and they're in a face of changes that need to be made immediately. So the time has come for some changes. Yep. Dave Krellen, why did Papali not go off for a HIA if he went down quicker than a $2 hooker? We did too. Yeah. I, I don't understand why um, well, geez, why he didn't go off. Well, we saw one today where Josh Dugan played dead, looked like an absolute goose yeah. as usual, and then the review booth pulled him up not long after and he was bitching and moaning about it. Well, don't lay down in the first place. Exactly. You're spayed and you won't get taken off. It's pretty I can hear Gordy warming up to get after him. Tonight. Well, he got after Kenny Edwards last week for faking injury and then taking a great carry afterwards, but that's fair enough. And Pat says here, should they change the blocking on kick chases to bring back the competition for high kicks? More of a spectacle if it's done fairly. Yeah. Well, the reason they block is because the jumpers are so good. But I think you're allowed to block if you just turn and run your line and yeah. not change your line. I think anyone that changes their line to block should be penalised because you're not, allowed, you're not allowed to do it. So if you're allowed, everyone's allowed to run directly backwards. Um, I think you're also allowed to run a straight line to the ball. I think that that is the rule. You don't have to run a direct line backwards, but if you're running a direct line to the ball... Mm. You theoretically don't have to move, like you're allowed to jostle, but well, as long if you're as you... moving to block someone intentionally, well, they, they should are. be penalised. They shuffle in front now. I think but... 75% of them are, yeah, definitely. Uh, we saw one penalised today, and even the commentators were sort of saying, you know, well, is that does that mean they're going to penalise all of them? Because we see five to ten in every game. 
Well, they should penalise more of them. And Mitch, he's got here, where is the ideal location for the Nines? Thanks for dismissing the point that Fool made about Blair being a passenger last week. Hashtag no clue. Mm. Yeah, well, he wasn't a passenger. Well, he had an average... He had a, he had a poor game this week, but... Well, he's so. in, injured now. He's gone. He had mm. surgery on his ankles. So poor old Chase Blair. He's caught the server now. He's gone, gone. for a month. Uh, the Nines, the ideal location, they definitely need to move it around. It obviously got stale in Auckland, but the big thing is players' schedules are already loaded. A lot of people pull out, and I guess people got uh, you know sick of paying probably for decent prices and people not turning up to play. So the best thing to do with something like this is go town to town, go to Brisbane, take it to Perth, take it to places where that don't get rugby league. Well, the one for me would be Brisbane. Take it to Brisbane, you'd sell out both days. Yeah, well, and again, I think Melbourne would probably get on board, I guess, for something small. Perth, uh, don't get rugby league, and we're looking to move there eventually, I'm guessing. That might be a place to take it. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they have to move it around. Daniel Friend, do the Knights youngsters always make poor errors in juniors, or is it just the nerves of playing first grade that causes them? No, nah, they're good junior players. They don't make them just because, you know, it's what we've said before. You come in a grade, they don't have a real strong squad. They're a very young side. Uh, you need some older blokes there. There's a couple of dudes as well that'll just be better for pre-seasons. It usually takes two or three pre-seasons for young blokes to get used to playing first grade in the grind. So mm. uh, fatigue, decision-making, all that stuff comes over time. And they are a young side. So you do make more errors when there's a lot of younger guys on the field who don't make as good of decisions as some senior players do, especially in key positions. They've got a young spine. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's just one of those struggles they're going to have to go through. Darren Lawrence, do you guys play fantasy or super coach? We do. We've got our own little comp. We play, but we don't play what everyone else does, where it's you can pick all the same players and whatnot. We have a draft on, uh, was it Sydney Morning Herald? Yeah, we're on the SM Ultimate League site. Yeah, you can actually draft a team. So if I pick, say, Bromwich, I'm the only one who has Bromwich, or Brock, only one who has Thurston. We pick big squads, so you can't get people in the year or pick up players. So we don't have waivers. Cheap on the waiver and get someone who's playing really well late. Uh, you pick about 40 players, and we have our own custom scoring system as well. Uh, pretty in-depth. Yeah, pretty much. It's good, though. I like it. It's more like the NFL-style kind of draft comps that they do over there. Yeah. Nick Beckers, when should Oates transition to the second row? Can be a world beater on the wing, but doesn't have the impact work rate of top wingers, e.g. Well, Arapana. They keep talking about it. I don't know whether he will. He's a pretty good winger. Well, he's a great finisher, isn't he? But he is a big body. But I look at the Broncos when they say he's going to move into the back row. If they re-sign Glenn, if you keep Gillette and they've got Thido for another well, couple of play? years, where do you put him in the exactly back row? Exactly right. The only way for that to work is if Glenn did get moved on, which he hasn't re-signed yet, and you've got Gillette on one side and you finally put him in on the other side. Mm. So if the transition's going to happen, I think it would be next year. But it all depends on what happens with Alex Glenn, I guess. Yeah. Um, but the move at some point, if they, they keep talking about it, it's going to have to happen sooner rather than later. And he's got here, surely Ethan Lowe over Glasby as well. But we think Kafusi. I think Kafusi scored well, another... why would you play Lowe? Lowe's an edge player. He's not a middle player. Yeah, they need a tight guy. And I think, again, uh, Kafusi's playing on edge now, but he started off in the middle. And he can play both. He's big enough. He scored another double, so... I don't mind. Yeah, the more I think about it, I don't mind Glasby. Uh, Glasby's solid. He does his job. He does his job. And like I said, he plays He's not going to be the reason Queensland lose, I don't think. No. Supercoach addicts they've got here are the refs, video refs, are slowly ruining rugby league. Yeah, well, they are. Well, I've said before, and I'll say it again. The I wrestle's probably ruining rugby league more than what the video refs are, but... I'd rather just get back to one ref. I think the international I game flows yeah. better with one ref, and the Super League does as well with one ref. Yeah. So, that's my opinion. Daniel Sandalwitz, he says, Why don't players think long-term, e.g. Sean Johnson, leave New Zealand and go to Bellamy, Bennett, etc., and become an immortal? But no, takes a soft way and stays home. Easy money with no real pressure. Also, why no players come to EG Storm and develop their game correctly, then can cash in? Yeah, but not every player can go to the Storm. No, and again, it's, it comes down to money. I don't think it's soft that Johnson's playing over there. Like, 
he's a Kiwi. Uh, he, he's obviously comfortable there. It, it's debatable whether he'd play better football under a Bellamy or a Bennett. Probably would. Uh, I, I think he's more a victim of the, the culture of the whole club of underachievement. I don't think he's the main reason for that. But in the end, he's got it's his, his choice. It is his it's choice. His but choice. I think the other thing is character. You don't know a person's character. People kept saying, oh, Bellamy will fix him. Well, if you're not a strong will person and you can't move away from home there's a lot of other circumstances coming mm. he may not want to go to Melbourne he may not last in Melbourne they no. may be too abrasive to the person that he is well, Everyone... we, we saw him down at the airport remember uh, after the Melbourne game a few years ago and he, he was reading a book drinking coffee by himself he seems a little bit of a yeah Bit of a nerd, bit of a... Um, he's an introvert. Yeah. He doesn't look like he's a big out there kind of personality. No. They've said before that he doesn't really talk as playing seven, and we've said that's the main thing you have to do as you a seven. Do. So, yeah. Um, the one thing for everyone to say he needs to go to him or Bennett or Bellamy, who's to say that they're interested in him? That's the other thing. Well, exactly right. Everyone yeah. said the Storm connection, but who's to say the Storm want him? They can't, have, the it. They can't have every player in the league. No. And he says here also, to make a 10-year income career... But no, stay in New South Wales and probably earn more, but only for three to five years. Too scared to challenge themselves. Any examples? Well, like I said, it all comes down to character, decisions, choices. There's there's lots of things that factor into it. But and the best ability is availability. You've got to be yeah. available. And but everyone floated that. Like I said in the end, who says that Melbourne wants Sean Johnson? I'm a Melbourne fan. I wouldn't have bought Sean Johnson. I don't think he fits our system. He's way too erratic. Mm. Um, he doesn't talk. That's what you need your number seven to do. Cronk may be a robot, but Cronk serves the purpose. And to be honest, I think it's easier to replace a seven at Melbourne than it will be to replace Billy or replace Smith. Yeah. Um, the seven system really does fit uh, you know, what, what is working down there for Melbourne. So I don't think Cronk would be as big a loss. And I think Johnson's a bit far outside the system that Melbourne run. Uh, what else we got here? Um, we'll scroll back no, down. Well, we're all done there. I've just looked through. There was a few updates, but none of them to do. Actually, no, wait. There yeah, was a couple more. A couple. Mark Hindle. With semi Thido out of state of origin, who's most likely to be third man in? Oh. So he's got to have a replacement, apparently. Mm. What do you reckon? Who are their middle forwards? Their middle forwards. Well, you got Papa. I think Papa. You got, I'd say Napa. Napa, yeah. Napa, is, if he's not starting it, he's... I would have thought. I would have thought Nate Miles was the king of third man in, not Fido. Oh, Fido's pretty bad. Come yeah. They've been in a grand final against each other. And the only reason I'm saying Napa, not because he's a grub, but if there's a fight starting, if he's not the one starting it, he'll be the first one looking to get involved. Yeah. So I'd, I'd go Napa. Uh, Daniel Fram, the dog's attack is about as attractive as Kepler-Wessel's batting, and NRL gossip does it again in the tips. Yeah, he's a jerk. Mm. He jagged the, always jags the one that he shouldn't jag, and he somehow got me to go evens with him again. He's killing me. Mm. You got a point back, but I didn't. Uh, what else we got here? We got a few more. If the computer will ever load, it's a bit slow tonight. It's having a day off too. Yeah, or well, public holiday. You know how it works. Rob Carter, are the Storm and Sharks the next big rivalry? Love seeing some niggle and two teams that generally hate each other. Well, it's Cowboys, Bronco, uh, Cowboys, Broncos, and Melbourne and Cronulla. They're the two big rivalries, I would well, imagine. Yeah, they're the two big ones. I think Raiders and Manly, we said last week yeah, as well, they're starting to get a bit but they angry. haven't played in a real big game at the end of the year. No, nah, but Sharks and Storm, they're going back and forth now. It's, uh, yep. It is quite good to watch. John Palmer says, can you ask Gossip for the lotto numbers this week after picking the doggies today? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah mate. He does it every single week. Every time he picks something, it absolutely kills I'm me. glad we recorded prior to that game because he'd be on here bragging. He's ruined my perfect round. Uh, Stefan Grimm says, great show, even better Laurie impersonators. Any mail on James Maloney leaving the Sharks? Mm. Well, cheers for that, mate. Uh, the mail is that South are very, very interested. Cronulla have basically told him they've got seven or eight blokes still off contract. They signed him for three years the way they see it. He signed a deal. They're more interested in tying up other players first before they talk about upgrading Maloney. So I don't know if it's over, but if you're the Sharks, you're crazy. You're not going to let him go. 
Mm. I'm not letting him go. I may say to him, be patient. We'll try and get a few more of these deals done. And if there's anything left, uh, we'll we'll talk to you again. But he did sign a three-year deal like we talked about last week. But yeah. um, with all these players getting this money, I'm not surprised he's looking for a little bit more. He did win a comp and they named him in their team of 50 years and he's only been there for a season. So mm. holds a good standing. Chris Cicluna, where do the Titans go from here? Who do you think recruitment-wise can help them take the next step? Maybe a Ryan Hoffman. No. no. Hoffman is well and truly at the back end of his career. You've already got Kevin Proctor on one side of the field. And who's on the other one at the moment? You've got Greenwood, mm. who's only come over as a young bloke. There's a couple other guys there. They played big uh, Morgan Boyle on the edge on the weekend. But Ryan every, every signing since Ash Taylor has been poor. Pete's was good. Hurrell, I think, has been a poor signing. I, I think he gives, does as much bad as he does good. Hayne has been a poor signing for the money he's getting paid. And then you look at uh, who's who's the kid you just said, the kid from England, Joe Greenwood. Greenwood's I, been okay. I barely Sargent's knew about him. Been a failure. I just look at it and go, well, we're not addressing our glaring weakness, which, which is the middle of the field. Like Jared Wallace has been a good signing. Yeah. Um, Pete Stain. Pete's is good. Is good, and you've got James. Ryan James been hasn't been. In best form, Proctor has been a poor signing. He hasn't delivered. Big money too. Yeah. Big so money. I think a lot of the guys that were there on big money, I know we've been, had injuries as well, which doesn't help. But you look at a guy like Tyron Roberts, who I, I didn't want there. He's played out of his skin. Anthony Don. We, didn't, we weren't big fans Don. of Donny. He's been one of your better ones and he plays on the wing for yeah. Christ's sake. So. Yeah, I think he was named in the Titans team of the year, team of the decade. Uh, the I, Don man, I'm pretty sure he was. I didn't say it the other day. I yeah. sent you a photo. I didn't have a great look. I didn't think he was in In it. our Lowe's jersey. I'm pretty sure he was. I wasn't. thought David made Kevin Gordon in there on the wings. Okay. I, I didn't think yeah, he I'd got in. You'd have to have a look again. But on that same note, the next question from Jaden Cecil says, what did the Titans need to win a premiership? I'm worried about our signings well, for next signings. year. better signings, yeah. He's Simple. worried about the signings for next year. So am I. So, mate. And I'm, I'm worried that we're hearing news that Kane LG might be leaving. Yeah, well, the talk is that the the Jared Hayne money in that situation, they're not happy with him at fullback. They want more out of him. They don't think he does the yards and the hard work, so they're thinking about moving him to 5'8", and LG might be pushed out. Mm. So if LG's pushed out, apparently the Cowboys are very, very interested to lock him up as a Thurston replacement. Yeah. Because they've got Kyle Laybutt and a few younger guys they've looked at, but they're obviously not happy with them. So um, if LG moved over there with Morgan, that's not a bad way to be moving forward if you're, you're the Cowboys. Yeah, Especially well, they might get him at a discounted rate because if you guys flick him all together after he's had his knee done, uh, they might pick him up, not on cheap money, but in comparison to what you paid him last time and the salary cap increase and then getting flicked from your club and him him wanting to stay in Queensland, yeah. I'm sure they'll be able to get him well, for at least Here's a reason a across. They picked uh, 17 players, Preston Campbell, Kevin Gordon and David Mead, Matt Rogers, Josh Hoffman in the centres. Wow. It's pretty random. Uh, Aiden Caesar and Scott Prince. Luke Bailey and Ryan James. Nathan Friend is a nine. LaFranchi Bird and Ash Harrison. Then the no bench surprise. was Minicello, Douglas, Myers and Luke O'Dwyer. And Anthony Dawn was the 18th man. Two players on the interchange had the same number of votes, so we're both selected. I was going to say, where's your mate, Michael Henderson? And we've only got... We've, well, it's only Anthony Dawn and Ryan James that are actually still playing for uh, the Gold Coast Titans currently, so... Yep. Uh, Surprise Josh Hoffman in the centres. That's yeah, I, I suppose he had so. a good year last year. Surely you've had more guys that played for you for longer that surely get yeah, that spot. I'm trying to think. I, well, we haven't really, apart from Matt, Matty Rogers, who was outstanding. Well, you can have a think about that as we move along. But Aaron Wright says, if Wallace out, there is no way he should be for what he did and who takes his place. I think Thayde off the bench for experience, but we'd be happy to blood another newbie. Well, we said this before, Kafusi in. Um, or Thayde, one or the other. Don't know if he's going to get done, but again, we have seen a couple of people get let off, so... It's very interesting to see what happens. Ryan Stewart, great show, boys. Dead set. If the professor can get his own show, you gents should be on Fox Sports. 
What's your opinion on the NRL shopping the state of origin around EG Perth? I overheard a good comment recently. Would the AFL ever change their grand final from the MCG? Mm. No, they wouldn't because it's the pinnacle of the game and we have to much have to have much respect for the day to alter the tradition. And uh, he says, yeah, keep up the good work and go the Bronx. Well, well massive compliment. Yeah, so thank first you. of all, cheers for that champion. Uh, moving it around, I don't want it to be moved around. I like it going 2-1, 2-1. They do the occasional one at Melbourne. It's up to the states, I think, to have to agree with the game to sell the game uh, and lose one of their home games. But they're doing it for a profit. It is a business. But over in Perth or something like that, I wouldn't take a game of that magnitude to a state like that. Nines and other little bits and pieces I'm fine with, not state of origin. No, I don't like the state of origin being moved. But I think if they're going to do it, they should one year on, one year off, similar to what they're doing now. Uh, New South Wales will have two, Queensland one, then the next year... It'll be 1-1 one, one and uh, the other goes to a, another state. And then the year after, it'll be two New South Wales, one Queensland or whoever didn't have it the first year. But, I, yeah, I don't I don't tend to like it. I think maybe once an Olympic cycle or once every five years, maybe we should, we should take one and move it so it is a big spectacle. Well, I think there's one place, if I was going to take it somewhere else, I reckon it would go gangbusters. That's New Zealand. Yeah, I, th- I agree. I think if you're going to do a random one somewhere, and it'd have to be well thought out if we ever bring in standalone, because you have to factor in travel, yeah. is one in New Zealand in one of the big stadiums over there. But you'd think, would, the, would New Zealand bring a big rugby union game over here, an interstate rivalry over here to try and market nah, that? They wouldn't. But that's similar to what we're getting at. As fans of New South Wales and Queensland, for the most part, you don't you'd want like to see the game stay in those two states. Yeah. But, uh, I think, look, in Melbourne, it makes sense because you, we're trying to grow the game in Melbourne. If we if we ever uh, moved an NRL franchise to Perth, then it, it makes sense. Yeah, well, at the moment, I wouldn't be taking but a game it, of that magnitude. I wouldn't be investing... Well, we're going to Perth, so I should probably yeah, shouldn't that, be talking about it. Do they have a stadium that's going to hold 80,000 or something nah, ridiculous? No, it'll hold 50-odd, I think. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't be making that move. The Fat Sportsman, who did Queensland bring in if Wallace is out? Well, we've said that one before. William Robinson, loving the new-look Queensland team. Should New South Wales be worried? Well, I don't think they should be worried. I think Queensland should still be uh, worried about their efforts in Game 1 and making sure they lay a platform. They've made the changes necessary or close to, so they're going to have to dig really, really deep to make sure they challenge the forwards this time. Matty Ford. No question, but do you boys reckon... Well, this is basically a question. Running style for Aaron Woods is the same or similar to Petro Simon the Seaver at the end of his career. I know Woods is no player that Petro was, nor will he ever be, but they both back into the defensive line. Mm. That's from Mattress. <laughs> similar. Yeah, similar. I think uh, Petro ran harder. Yeah. Petro used to put people to sleep with yeah, his Yeah, I think he ran harder. And he also used to find his front. I still think Woods is a power walker. Mm. Um, yeah, Woods Woods doesn't scare me as much as Petro was. Like if Woods was running at me, I'd be pretty comfortable to get some line speed up and hey, Petro try was and hit smart, him. But he dropped that hip late in his career because yeah. he knew it made him awkward. Hip, shoulder, hit, elbow, and like, he was pick one. built like a tank. And yeah. people just used to get so many blokes got concussed just copping the hip. You know, Petro. I haven't obviously haven't seen Petro for the eye test in the last sort of four years since he retired. But I would I would say. Even Petro at the end of his career runs harder into the line than what Woods does now. Yep, I'd probably agree with that. Chris France, Storm versus Cowboys this weekend. Who are the fools in charge of the NRL scheduling? Both teams without origin players. Yeah, well, mate, touched on it earlier. You're as angry as I am as a Storm fan and you're a Cowboys fan. You want to see that game full strength. And who cares who wins? So we yeah. don't care who wins. Just I want to see a good game. It's a game that shouldn't be played during this period. Correct. Um, ridiculous. George Kronitis, I'm a passionate Rabbitohs fan currently suffering with how they've been travelling. What are the top three changes you guys would make to the team and or the organisation as a stepping stone to righting the ship? Well, the ship was right three years ago. I think a lot of this comes back to the Kiri-Russell 
Crow um, issue. I think that sort well, of derailed it a little bit. I think they muffled their salary cap, though. They, yeah, they pay, awarded, overpaying the Burgess boys, They paid probably. the Burgesses as a package way too much, and the two brothers went one or two years in compared to mm-hmm. Sam, whose resume, he's an elite player. And then you don't have your key marquee players on the field playing well. Like they, They've got Inglis, who got injured in the first game, hasn't played well this year. Yeah, they've, they've invested... Him, but him in best form in the side, if you keep Kiri best form in the side, Reynolds... Without all his injuries in the side, Isaac Luke was another one they should never have let go. Well, I think Cook, unless they had a good replacement, they probably do in Cook. I think, but Cook, they, they're half pregnant again. They're playing Farrah and Cook. They, he won't make a call on that probably because he's handcuffed to Farrah. Cook, they made that decision though. They did. I agree. They Cook everywhere Cook's been, he's had these glimpses where it's like he'll be the one starting, and he always ends up in a situation so where someone changes. puts another one in there. Three changes. They need some props. Definitely. Some reliable props and yeah, better spent money. Errors. And that money can be invested in having a better bench. And they need to put the broom through some dead And they wood. need to make sure that their marquee players are on the field. Reynolds is injured too much. Inglis is injured too much. Uh, Burgess just busses us every week. Well, it's Cro- unbelievable. They found a gem in Crichton. There's no doubt about Crichton's that. Crichton's good. Crichton's I think Heimel Hunt good. is going to be very good. They've got probably 50% of the puzzle there. They just yeah, need, to get a, need to get a nine and sort out their issues at nine. Yeah. They need to get another half. Uh, and there's probably a few players there that are on the back end of their career who they should be looking to move on. Well, there's going to have to be, and I don't want to be this guy, but there's going to have to be some serious thought into Reynolds' future because the way he keeps mm. getting injured, you can't pay big money for a seven who's constantly in and out of your side. Well, you sort of have to pay big money unless you've got a I know a you've got to pay big money, but on the market, if someone popped up and he no, keeps yo-yoing in and out of the like side... Like if they could get cronk. I'm spending the money elsewhere mm. because I need my seven on the field. I know what he can produce and his kicking game's outstanding, but... You can't miss every second or third week. No. Or have a niggle and constantly be treated. He's always under an injury yeah, plan, isn't he's he? constantly busted. So, uh, big thoughts. A lot of things need to change there, George. Jack Package, what's your thoughts on Matty Lodge? All for second chances, but what he did is horrendous compared to Todd Carney and others who have been banned for life. Yeah, I don't think... I think you uh, deserve a second chance. He's had a couple third, of four, chances. Fifth, six. I think one chance is enough, and after that, you should be scrubbed out. Well, they're going to bring him back regardless, and it's what we've talked about before. Unfortunately, people get angry about it, mate. Talent always finds a way back in. These poor guys that make a little tiny error, I'm not saying it's a tiny error, but they DUI and they barely get over the limit. If they're barely part of a top 25, a club will flick them, make a big statement, make it seem like they're really against it. If it's a big talent, like a Rana Tomato, for a good example, he ended up at six or seven clubs. Mm. before they finally gave up on him. Todd Carney went to multiple clubs, Blake Ferguson, obviously bounced around. There's guys like this, it doesn't matter what they do. If they're on the higher end of the schedule and they're talented, clubs know they can get them for cheap. It's a business. They will roll the dice, unfortunately. Yeah. So Matty Lodge, super talented junior, absolute weapon. Brisbane's going to take the chance because they're going to have to pay him bugger all, and they need a prop. So um, unfortunately, he will find his way back in. Gav Carl has just wrote Henry Perinara. So whether he's referring to his refereeing in the Penrith game, mm. um, I... Can't remember a whole lot long. Penrith. It wasn't well refereed. It wasn't well refereed. I agree with that. If you want to talk about Henry in general, I think he's a bit of a show pony. Yeah, he is. Uh, He loves throwing up his own special tea. He loves the personality. Uh, And a couple of years ago, I thought he was pretty good interacting with the players. Now, I think he definitely is more of a referee's referee. That's Mm. for sure. He doesn't communicate quite like he used to. I think he's not the worst out there. No, no doubt about that. And he probably and he probably also does frustrate you more when he's refereeing your team. And you do know that his next player, I think that's one thing that's changed. His communication, I thought, used to be really good being mm. a former player. But, uh, yeah, not a whole lot more to say on that. Duncan Bridgeford, what do the Eels do with Norman, Moses, Gutherson, French? I think Gutherson has to be fullback with Moses and Norman and halves. French killed on the wing last year and is still way too small for fullback. Well, you've just said everything I would have said. I think Gutherson's way too important and he's proved that at six and all these other positions to not be at the back. 
French is dynamite, but long-term, uh, he is small. He scored 20 tries off the wing, so I'd be fine for him to go back to the hip and swing, and Rad Rara is going, so um, kind of fills in a spot there. Your winger is very important for yardage, though, I guess. So. I, uh, I'd i have Gutherson in the halves. I, based on what I've seen from Moses, I couldn't play Moses. Well, that's the, the problem. I don't like but Moses. Too much money. Can't believe they bought him, but guess what? He's there now. It's, I think it was two years only. Gutherson's got to play. If you're going to have Moses and Norman locked into the halves, which I don't agree with, no. based on current form, I'd have Gutherson there with Norman. Uh, you have to then play Gutherson at fullback and still have him in that floating ball-playing role uh, and then French on the wing. They found... You're going to end up, out of those four, someone's going to end up unhappy. Yeah, well, they found a way to get French involved last year, hence the way he still scored 20 tries off the wing, but he was chased by multiple clubs. They said you're a long-term fullback, so you're right. If Could they Gutherson, do move him... This is a stretch. Could Gutherson play nine? No, oh, I don't know about that. Probably not. Because I look fans. at it and I go, Kaiser Pritchard, he gets knocked out all the time. They don't really have a nine. No, they don't, but I, yeah, that's that's a big ask. I no, think, it is. I, I think yeah. the back line and the halves, he's proved he can play all those positions, but the middle, you're asking him to make 40, 50 tackles. I don't think he's... No. He, he's, he's also very But tall. you're also asking Kaiser Pritchard to make 40, 50 tackles. He's not... He's tiny. Well, they needed to get after Mitch Rain, who's still available. They did, and I yeah. Think that's they a, need to solve that for me. They didn't um, want to pay the money. Guess what? I think they're going to pay the money now if Penrith don't keep him. And if I'm Penrith, no offence to Pete Wallace. Loved him. He's been there long term, but if he's injured again and this continues the way it is... Wallace doesn't get back in the side for me. Mm. He's at the back end. It's it's about that time to yeah. make a call. So Peter Van Dien is a scrum worth having. Well, a few people have asked this no. said before. Not really, but it's part of the tradition of the game. Um, it is a waste of time. I hate how they repack it. They never do it right. You can't fight in it. You can't strike for the ball, basically. It is almost dead and pointless these days. And Jay Smith, last one. In your guys' opinion, how did Queensland contain for feeder? Is there a way you would try to approach it if you were coaching them? Line speed. Well, line speed's the big one, and also if he's taken a follow-up carry off a quick play of the ball, you have to make sure your first up contact's very, very good. Get multiple numbers in, uh, get on the ball, and make sure that they can't pass. And if you want to get really technical, get your in. markers need to get inside pressure on him. So if if your markers can release early, like if the nine just hits for feeder early, you need to get one of your markers across there to try and put pressure on him to get him to run overs, yeah. so he can't sort Push of him. get down the field. Um, and then you need your outside men then moving up nice and quick to chop him down. But yeah, well, it's, it's difficult because he gets over that ad line. He's got the ability to pass, fend, step. Yeah. You don't really know what's going on. So, But you can't concede ground to him. No. That's well, the thing. Once he gets over the advantage line, he's then dictating terms to you. You need to make sure that you, you get up and you get over the ad line and you're dictating terms to him. That's yeah. the easiest way to solve but. If I'm coaching for feeder, I'm always making sure my fullback is trailing him on the inside 100%. to stop that marker from coming across to pressure him. And just say to Andrew, look, the marker shoots at you, hit the, hit the fullback on the inside. Well, there's one it other... gives him that chance to get over the ad line. There's one other thing that's... You know, well, I, I don't agree with it, but as a coach, I'd be trying to niggle him a little bit. He well, does that bite. was your next point. Yeah. If I am Queensland, I'm making a real big point this game. Just not to be super grubby, but I'd be trying to wind him up a bit. He can bite in. So if you're getting Arpa and a few of these guys to hold him down a bit long pull his jersey, not doing anything too extreme, but just enough to kind of irk him a bit. He can get off his game a little bit. So Pinch his nipples. Hopefully uh, that isn't the case, but we'll see what happens. Stick again, your finger up his nose. I have one more actually here, and it's that man last week. He's got his passenger of the week now. He's almost trying to get his own segment here. Here we go. Matty Hunt. Good day, boys. The passenger of the week this week is one of my own Panthers, Dean Farrow. Do you fellas think that Parra need Gutho at fullback or Bevan French 
Uh, he's not a sound defender on the wing. We'll just address that we'll address one. address that one. But yeah, Dean Farrow didn't have his best game. A few defensive decisions were pretty poor. Mate, I'm worried about you, Matt. You death row Chase Blair, who's been playing all right the last 18 months, and now he's had surgery on his ankle. So. Well, I'm agreeing with Matty on this one. Hopefully. We didn't agree last week, but I, I, that's one of the worst games I've seen Dean Farrow play defensively, definitely. I'm he, just saying. he rushed up and in, and at one stage they stayed out. Like They got pulled apart on that edge. I'm just saying in general, Matty, hopefully you don't become the Grim Reaper champion. You've put the mockers on Chase last week. He's had a surgery. Hopefully Dean Farrow mm. doesn't end up hurting himself in the wow. next week or so. But that is all the questions, and that's us wrapped up, mate. Bit Done. of a mixed bag, and it's been shuffled around. But Mr. Gossip, all the odds brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. Uh, next week, we'll review that short round. Obviously, decent origin preview and get all the odds and bits and pieces. But charity bet this weekend. I uh, I think we're both keen on the Cowboys, depending on what the lineup is. Yeah. At $2.35, for anyone out there, if you're not listening or you haven't looked at it, Melbourne possibly five players in origin, possibly Kafusi if Wallace gets suspended. And then you've got McLean, who's having surgery, already had surgery, and so is Blair. So if eight players are missing, the Cowboys are missing four, and it is their halves, but they can put Coot in. With Ray Thompson, they've still got Granville. Ponga goes to fullback. Um, Hess is missing and Cooper, but they've got a couple of guys they can shuffle in, fence them, etc. So um, if Melbourne lose seven, eight players, I think Cowboys yeah, at $2.35. We'll back, we'll back the Cowboys, yeah. So, yeah, Cowboys at $2.35 is our bet there. Um, everything's covered off and anything left for you guys to do. Hopefully everyone enjoyed their long weekend and hopefully you enjoy your short week and your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.